We know how short life is. We almost lost our son 11 years ago. We know how short life is, and we're grateful for every day. This is the day. Take the step, and he'll lay out the, the rest of it. Nashville is the location of this week's interview. Welcome to First Person with guests Chris and Jan Harris, known musically as Rodeo and Juliet. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and you'll meet this amazing couple in just a moment. Thanks for taking time to listen. First Person is here every week at this time with conversations centered on how Christ calls and equips people to serve Him in unique ways. In my role as a radio host serving many different ministries, I often bump into people I think you should meet and hear how God has led them to serve Him. All of our interviews are available online for listening anytime at firstpersoninterview.com, on iTunes as a podcast, or by using our smartphone app, which is available free in your app store. You'll also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Well, during a recent soundcheck in Nashville for a special musical event at Lipscomb University, premiering some new songs by the old hymn writer Fanny Crosby, I spoke with Chris and Jan Harris, longtime musical artists who have worked in a number of genres, including Christian music. They have a very unique story of how God has led and provided for their career. Often billed as Rodeo and Juliet, Chris started telling me their story. Well, it all started in Texas. West Texas. All started a little town in Texas. <laughs> a little tiny town in Texas called Midland. And then I'm a Lubbock, El Paso, Dallas, Abilene kid. So we've been in Nashville for going on 38, 39, wait a minute, whoa, 39 years, yeah. I think, that we've been here. And um, so it's very special, you know, to be at Lipscomb University. For us, it's a big deal. Abilene Christian, where Jan and I went to college. Okay. Um, it's kind of an affiliation with Church of Christ. I didn't know that background. Yeah, so that's kind of a. It means a lot for us to get to to do this. And yes, did we see that name Fanny J. Crosby in our Blue Book hymnal every weekend? <laughs> Who hasn't? Huh? Yes. Who hasn't? You know what I was Lunch reading today? It's not just hymns by Fanny Crosby. She was so prolific that she used pseudonyms. Dozens of pseudonyms oh, to write oh, hymns that are in the that. in the hymn books as well because oh, it was would, was whoa. way too much for her name to pop up on every page. Wow. Oh, so, okay. Oh well, goodness. gosh, that'll all come up probably in the program that'll yeah. happen Woo. later tonight yes. here in Nashville. So yeah. we'll we'll talk all about that. But I want to talk about you guys, Jan. When did you meet? We never met Wayne. <laughs> in whoa, college. Would you introduce whoa. us, please? Yeah, yeah. We never met in college. Uh, we ended up in college at the same time in the same class, but uh, he was in a band. I was in another band. He was engaged to somebody else. I was engaged to somebody else. Not oh, the whole time, but... One of those stories. We just huh? knew, and he was the comedian on campus. Everybody knew who Chris she was. The studious, was. She was the studious flute the player studious on flute player, campus. But that was just a facade. I wasn't really... <laughs> but anyway, we had our kind of separate lives, um, but realized each other existed, but never really had an attraction or anything. And then he moved up here in April of 77. To Nashville. To Nashville. I came in 78 to pursue music also. And um, both of us obviously had not gotten married to these other people. And so we started kind of noticing each other. And So you never had an official introduction by a mutual friend or anything? Nope. No, no. Isn't that weird? It was very, (laughs) very crazy. And nice. Well, I asked her, I said, uh, where's your husband? She goes, I didn't get married. I went, oh, are you serious? Then we should go 
go talk and have coffee and visit. And so that's what happened in 36 years later. Wonderful. Now, so. Wonderful. All right. When you came to Nashville separately, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, what did, what did you do first of all in Nashville? Well, when I first got here, I sang on Amy Grant's first record, mm-hmm. but then see Jan ended up in Amy Grant's first band and with <laughs> DeGarmo and Key and, and after we got married. Um, I, I started with a Christian group called Fireworks, which was Marty McCall, who had the group First Call. First Call. Yeah. Well, we went on the road. I drove the Fred Flintstone van all across America. <laughs> I bet that was a glamorous tour. Huh? Oh my gosh, Marty! We're still doing that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're still doing it. Yeah, he's still driving the van. And but we're, we're, we're so grateful because we got to be in every imaginable church. In that was 1977. Mm. So we went from this Church of Christ background, and then we ended up in all of the different churches in America in 77. Give you a big picture, didn't it? It really, really yeah, did. Yeah, except. Marty kept giving the money away, saying, well, these people, we need to help them keep, keep their coffee house open. And so we'd make it from town to town to town. So you didn't get rich. No, no. It was all by they'd faith. they get a love offering, and then they'd give it back. Well, then I came, else, right? well, after I did that for a year, I go, I think I'll stay home in Nashville. And I ended up going into the studio, started to write, sing, produce, and sell to advertising agencies because I work for a jingle company. And so we ended up working on everything you can imagine from Chick-fil-A to McDonald's to Crisco. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked uh, online and saw all the logos for all the companies you've mm. worked You've sung all these jingles. I mm. mean, what, what's an example? Give me give me a little example. Hey, Chick-fil-A today. Chick-fil-A, a boneless breast of chicken, chicken you've yeah. waited for. Hey, Chick-fil-A today. Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A, the taste worth shopping for. And then we did, I'm feeling like cinnamon toast. I'm feeling like cinnamon toast crunch. Part of this nutritious breakfast. So we got to work on all of these commercials. All these commercials in really, really 79 yeah. through about 1991. And one of the last things I did, I produced, I wrote and produced Stevie Ray Vaughan in Double Trouble oh. on a Pepsi commercial. Huh. Well, I had a great Pepsi client for 10 years. Huh. That's and amazing. So, well, in Nashville, though, you do that, don't you? I mean, you have to make a living. Well, the studios, you know, there are. So there, there's so many studios, and you have all these killer musicians. And what we did was we went and called on ad agencies, and you're basically a supplier to the ad agency to do commercials for them. Okay. And so that's how that worked. Okay, so I'm taking from what you just did a moment ago that you've done some of these shingles together then. Hey, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We sang on several of them. Well, Jan got to Nashville, and she uh, goes over to sing demos for this guy that wrote... Uh, the song, Don't They Know It's the End of the World. Oh, yeah, yeah. She sang for this guy, Arthur, Arthur Kent. Kent, who was a huge <laughs> Tin Pan Alley songwriter, huh. had cuts by everybody, Perry Como, Frank Sinatra. But he goes, my gosh, this girl can read. <laughs> she was stinking cute, and she could read, <laughs> and she could read music. And he goes, man, so she ended up doing a lot of demos for, okay. for him and for Tree Publishing. So you've both been up and down Music Row here in Nashville. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's not... It's not uh, what it was, what it once was. It's changed a it's lot. It's changed, yeah. yeah. But uh, still you were here in sort of the heyday, weren't oh, you? Oh, we were so thankful to get to be here during the... I got to be here during the Chris Christopherson days, and that was a that was really, really cool to get to be where it didn't... You didn't have to go through two secretaries, you know, to get to a, to a yeah. publisher or a yeah. songwriter. Right? Right. So that was great, right. great. Yeah. And you found that it's relationships yeah. uh, that really kind of paved the way for you? 
Very, very, yeah. very, very much. I mean, that's that has to, that goes back to especially goes back to college because we were in we were in college with you know Brown Bannister who produced Amy Grant with Mike Blanton who managed her and, and Michael W. Smith who we were with you know so those relationships that we had with those people yeah we're still working with these people we were just with Michael W. We were just with Amy Grant uh, <laughs> recently and you know what so these are long time relationships they yeah. are yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah so they go deep. We're very grateful. Very grateful. So, what's been uh, what's been a, a highlight of being in Nashville all these years for either one of you? And Jeff Taylor is looking over our shoulder now. Being with Jeff him, Taylor, being he's, with Jeff. he's doing. Have a Jeff play on our Pearson. projects. Yeah. And Matt Pearson playing. With Jeff us. is doing what he does best. And that's oh. caused trouble here. So. Yeah, the musicians. You know what? That's a great segue to go. Jeez. No, we can't even believe these musicians that we get to work with. And of course, when I got you know when we started doing all the sessions, I could hire anybody I wanted to hire. That's what's crazy. Is you end up working. Working with all these people that you that were your heroes, and then now it's a new generation of guys. Yeah. But yeah. you just get the best musicians on the planet. Well, and speaking of relationships, that that's what started because he was able to hire all these guys yeah. for years. I mean, we have these deep relationships with some amazing musicians that everyone will hear on the show. Yeah, the, I mean, the it's talent off the charts. Here. It's off the charts. It's and crazy. The, the, fact the talent they, pool here is so deep. Yeah. And you've, you've made friends of all these yes, folks. Yes, and, and the fact that they want to play with us, we're like, are you kidding? <laughs> okay. So The thing that amazes me about Nashville, too, is that so many of these folks, you'll never hear their names, right. but, they are, right. but they're there. They're yeah. always there in the background. They're the musicians. They're the session players, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what makes this town go, doesn't it? Yeah. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's kind of fun when you're when you do the when you do the voices for Alvin and the Chipmunks, and people don't have any idea that you were Theodore. <laughs> no, that's no, fun. wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> you did the voices for Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes, on Chipmunks in Low Places. On the, I did three records, and I got to work with the Chipmunk people. You know, they they hire singers. They don't sing. They speak the parts very slowly and then, they and then you speed it up yeah, yeah so you okay. have to learn you have to go in so somebody's and sing. sing as a singer you have to sing at half speed so if i were to ask you to be alvin right now you couldn't do it no, no. oh i'm sorry no, no I, I could i could i could sing real <laughs> slowly and that's what happens is right. you sing at half speed and then they speed it up that's, that's just really funny. it's crazy that's but really after funny. three days you are about to wring Alvin's neck. You're just going, no more. That's hard work, really. Alvin! We'll continue our conversation with Chris and Jen Harris. Rodeo and Juliet coming up on First Person. Last year, the Far East Broadcasting Company received over 2 million responses to its broadcast, reaching people throughout Asia and beyond. And the stories they tell of lives changed by the gospel and the new hope and purpose they have found in Christ is outstanding. When you visit firstpersoninterview.com, be sure to click on the FEBC banner. Find out about the daily devotional, How Shall They Hear, telling many of these stories. That's the FEBC banner at firstpersoninterview.com. My guests on First Person today are Chris and Jan Harris. You may know them as Rodeo and Juliet. Uh, they sing together. They are based in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, we have moved from the auditorium where we were so comfortably seated. Yes. Then this band came along and wanted to do their, <laughs> the their rehearsal. And uh, I know you guys got to get back yeah. to rehearsal, too, for the program. And money, time, yeah, time, yeah, money, yeah. time, money. <laughs> <laughs> but we can spend a few minutes talking. We moved out to the lobby here of this beautiful auditorium on the campus of Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee. 
so we've talked about uh, moving to Nashville, getting started, building relationships, and uh, we talked about the jingle work that you've done, done a lot of uh, work in uh, Christian music as well. Talk to me uh, about your life in Nashville and how the Lord has led. I mean, it, obviously, we look back on it and see his hand in all those things, don't we? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, tell me about some of those stories. Um, Nashville is a unique place. I mean, it's uh, it gets in your under your skin and in your heart. And I resisted, I will in, say, in, for a while. In what way, though? In what way? Well, I think... As we have developed the relationships um, in the industry and then the churches, we came originally to to come to Belmont Church, which was uh, really trying to to move ahead and grow spiritually. And we were both so hungry. We were like sponges. And uh, and it was a church that kind of was coming out of the Church of Christ um, and just taking another step forward. And we... We, we jumped in in a time that we didn't realize was a piece of history. It's mm. when all these worship songs were being written mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah, again, My, this, is, this is late 70s that when you started here, right? Yes, mm-hmm. mid to late. Think and, of all the changes. Uh, oh, the my gosh. Yeah. And we were just so ready to grow spiritually. And I think that was a good, solid foundation for us walking with all those people. And it's still... You know, these friends are still there for us. Chris, what have yeah. some of the highlights been for you? Well, as Jan was talking about, you know, we, we've we never had a, a steady income, salary, um, which as you're going into the studio and singing these songs, so when you're going in and singing, you've got to walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> you know what you're singing. <laughs> you know what you're singing. So exactly. So just that, that we, it has been, uh, it's been a, uh, an incredible trust and faith walk, and it's been the the entire way for so many musicians and singers. And um, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. I, I mean, uh, and then there's those highlights when we were in the studio singing. Um, we were the first ones after I had sung all day. The record label and lots of singers came together, and we all sang uh, the very first. Um, session with rich mullins when we all sang really our god is an awesome god he reigns from heaven above and but at the same time rich is going oh this is kind of not a very this is not a very good song it's the last thing it's you know i don't really care for it that much and you put it up and we all start singing on it and we're all tired and you never even think anything about it and then you see how god takes that song and turns it into a worldwide you know, can you believe what happened? Still so, love to sing that song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so those moments are when Michael W. came in and goes, "Hey, I want to teach you all a new song," and he starts singing, "Oh Lord, Oh Lord, how majestic!" I just wrote this last night, and he led that the, uh, at church. We we're uh, like, "Okay, you know, that's a yeah, cool. that You've kind of been stuff. there for those moments. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we're grateful. We just say we're grateful whenever we bring up those people. Those kinds of situations, um, I, you know, for me, yes, it was producing. CC Winans sits me down and plays me this song that I'm going to produce on her, and she goes, "What do you want?" I said, "Could I have a 50 piece orchestra?" And she goes, "Yes, you can have anything." <laughs> and so uh, we end up going in and cutting this song called "Alabaster Box," which has been her biggest, her, like her biggest song. And this is a song that came from the road, from a lady just handing her a cassette. Really? Oh my gosh! And so when you see hear a song and you see a song like that so powerful and you see it take off 
with a 50-piece orchestra, yeah. and you don't know. You have no idea what God's going to do. So what's you know? the lesson in that? Um, I, th- I, for, I mean, if I know it, for me, it's listening. It's listening. you gotta, you got to know that God is so big, and you understand that there are things are going to be coming down the pike. I just think it's for him who has ears to hear. I just think if you really make yourself aware, I just get off on what God wants to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just love what God wants. Mm-hmm. I think man's plans are cute. Yeah, I think yeah. they're, you know. Proverbs 69, man <laughs> plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Right? Amen, amen. <laughs> and that's, just our, that's you're looking at us, that's our life. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, sure, we there, there, there are these times when we're going like, I wonder what's next, what's coming down the pike, you know. For me, I've buried... My, I've buried almost my mom, my dad, my brother, my best friend. Um, so we know how short life is. We almost lost our son 11 years ago. We know how short life is. We're not fooled by, you know, yeah, that yeah. makes us, and, and yeah. we're grateful for every day. We're so grateful for every day. And the day. key word in that scripture is step, and I think that's mm. what each day uh, and I'm a planner. I like to think ahead. Yeah, and, he doesn't show us the whole picture, does right, he? Right. But, uh, boy, through life, he just has to keep teaching me over and over. But I, I'm, I'm getting it better just that each day, this is the day, take the step, you know, and and he'll lay out the yeah. the rest of it. And, and she's and teaching she's, me, you know, her, and even the past five years that we've been out singing as Rodeo, uh, Rodeo and Juliet, she's been teaching me to plan, you know, be a better planner, um, not just being there's so free spirit. And so there's a balance <laughs> uh-huh. for, uh, for those uh, people who are just, you know, especially just getting started yeah. uh, in their marriage, in their relationship together. You know, it's a balance. And so the key is communication and just visiting with each other. And, and the other thing is, um, for girls who are, um, you know, I say, people say, How, what's, what's the key to success for 36 years of marriage? Well, I said, I don't care. I don't care a whole lot about sports. I'm not a real sports hound. That's how we've stayed married, you know, because she grew up in a house full of guys, right? And they all were sports hounds. And so, you know, so I go, that's the key to our, that's a part of the key to our. Yeah. You, You both have been so successful in Nashville, but kind of quietly behind the scenes many, many times. Now that we know you do all those jingles, we're going to be listening for your voices, as a matter of fact. But, um, do you, do you have a sense of needing and wanting to give back now to mentor others who are coming behind you? I think, oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think we have all along. Um, just na- I, Naturally, I think that's a part of us, just helping people and guiding. And I love, I love the 20-year-olds. I Why? don't know. Why? I, I think because they're at a point of real – there's a, a maturity there, and they're really trying to grow and trying to figure it out, and, and they're – I don't know. They're just, they're just awesome. I like um, helping people jump over steps four, five, and six in, in music. <laughs> yeah. And he's been so. great in connecting people, and he's doing that consulting now, yeah. actually, to young artists. Well, so. that, and then we did. We started in a nonprofit to be able to do that. You know, call. Oh, I fr- didn't know about that. Well, it's called Friends of Chris and Jan. When we took off and went to Colorado, we were able to be over there for a few years. We went to this little community uh, town called Ridgeway, which is famous for where John Wayne shot True Grit. Oh, okay. and, uh, and Ralph Lauren has his lovely 20,000 acres up oh, against yeah. Mount Sneffels. Just a little just place. A little, little, yeah. little tiny yeah. place, a little yeah. beautiful place. We went over there, and we just hung out. It's really teaching 
you gotta, you really gotta learn how to hang out. We didn't just run to the church and get, you know, just say, well, we're just going to be in. We're here. We're Chris and Jan. Right. We bring all of our talent now to serve you. Right. You know. Yeah. And just get kind of comfortable in that zone. We just made ourselves available. We went to the most liberal coffee house in that area just to hang out and visit with people. Um, And that showed us that really, you know, you just really need to be, you make yourself available. Mm -hmm. Well, by doing that, you know, um, that's where we said we should have a nonprofit to be able to not just um, mentor kids and mentor young musicians and singers, um, because we definitely have lots of people calling us and saying, yeah. "Can you help us? Can you help uh, us? Or I what? Know. What can I? What can yeah. I learn from you?" you get that well, too, we, probably. the time is, you know, it just it's it's incredible. But what do you say? You know what? We want to do. We want to be able to do that. As well as when we said, well, if we've been married for 30 plus years, it's got to be worth something. It's not something. just about career, is it? No. It's about it's, relationships, yeah. including your own. It's got to be worth yeah. something. Yeah. So we wanted to be able to give back. caring for people and loving them where they are. Yeah. And, so and when a twenty something, everything. When a 20-something comes to you then and says, I really want to be, I want to be in 30 years where you are. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you say to them? Because, you know, you can't, you can't really quantify everything Mm-mm. can you no it's you all can't. it's all just this zigzag of experiences yeah. that one built upon the other yeah it's a walk and everybody's is different so i think the main thing is to teach them teach them that root in faith and then yes to get some some good um resources available and uh and strategies and all that that's all it's yeah. all part and of it and look at the examples that we have that we have that still after all these years mm-hmm. with the relationships, you know, from right. all these people that we started with in the so beginning. Who's, and, who's a hero for you? Oh, I just... You know who my hero is, I have to tell yes, you. Yes, please. I think it's Fanny Crosby. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, I'm amazed. Oh, what a way to bring to a conclusion this conversation I where we started. It's true. It's true. I yeah. mean, I have several heroes. And my sweet spiritual mentor passed away um, a year ago that I lived with them, and one of the elders' wives from Belmont that... She's the one that taught us about balance in everything. But now, Fanny, this woman... She died 100 years ago. I know. And singing these lyrics, I'm like, these are timeless lyrics. This is, this is a woman with a... I can't believe how deep her faith was. I mean, tender, tender places that she's hitting in me and I know in other people through her lyrics. So I couldn't even get through her song the first 10 times I tried to sing it. That makes it special for us because mm-hmm. we grew up with her name in our blue book hymnal in the Church of did. Christ growing did. up. Yeah. Yeah. And there are many hymns in that hymn book that she wrote using a pseudonym that we that's, didn't know that she wrote. Them. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to find out from you what that is. <laughs> I'm looking at my hymn book. You can learn more about our guests, Chris and Jan Harris, by visiting our webpage, firstpersoninterview.com. We'll put links there with more information. They are delightful. They're talented people who have a heart to honor Christ with their lives. Learn more at firstpersoninterview.com or visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. I see that many of you are using our smartphone app to keep up with programs you may miss on the radio. If you haven't already, download the app for free today in your app store. Search for First Person Interview. These weekly programs are made possible through the support of the Far East Broadcasting Company. My thanks to FEBC for including us in their vision of taking Christ to the world through radio. More at firstpersoninterview.com. Now with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. We'll see you next time on First Person. First Person.